all of you. It's a pleasure to be with you on today. I'm going to go right into this word, if you don't mind. 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. I want to also thank God for your administrative assistant, Pastor. Amen. Thank God for her. Where is she? That's okay. That's her. Okay. Listen, she stayed in contact with Lady Love and made sure that we had everything we needed. I was telling Pastor in the back that when she sent the email about you got 45 minutes to an hour to minister, um, Lady Love just laughed. And she came to me and she said, babe, they said you got 45 minutes to an hour. She said, they don't know. You're going to preach about three messages in that amount of time. Because I... <laughs> so y'all pray for a boy as I try to get through this on the day. First Samuel 30, starting at the 17th verse. 17th verse. When you have it, say amen. Still looking, say give me a moment. All right. And if you can't find it, just look on with your neighbor. How about that? First Samuel 30, verse 17. And David smoked them from the twilight, even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, nor neither sons nor daughters, neither spoiled nor anything they had taken to them. David recovered all. I'll stop there. David recovered all. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is your season to recover all. This is your season. To recover all. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, if I can be totally honest and transparent with you on this morning, I was stuck between sermons to preach today. All week long, the Lord had me in what I thought was the word that he wanted for today. But as I was driving down here this morning, the Lord began speaking to my spirit. And while speaking to my spirit, he began to change the whole message. Up until then, I was under the impression that I was going to be preaching something totally different. But as the Lord was speaking to me, he said, love, I'm changing the message because you will be ministering to some people who either have been or who are currently going through a rough season in their life. You're going to be preaching to some people that are in struggle mode. You're going to be preaching to some people who have not been able to see the sunshine in their lives because they are dealing with the storms of life. You're going to be dealing with some folk who, who, who's been so financially strapped they couldn't even rob Peter to pay Paul. 
If we can be honest, if we can be honest in here this morning, them things have been so rough in the past few months. Your faith has been challenged. Your faith has been rocked. Your faith has been wavering. As a matter of fact, you would be preaching to some individuals who are a moment away from just throwing in the towel and saying, this is not worth it. Can we be honest? Therefore, I need you, love, to be my mouthpiece this morning and tell them I have seen their faith. I have heard their prayers. I have felt their love and dedication. And because of that, I am about to show them that I am really their Jehovah Jireh. In other words, God is saying to his people who genuinely, totally, and authentically love and trust him that this is the season. Watch this. You're going to go from broke to abundance. You're going, you are worn into a season where you're going from lack to overflow you're going into a season where you're going from not enough to more than enough and for the ones who will receive it God is speaking a word to you and your family today that your lack days is coming to an end you just getting by is coming to an end you living from paycheck to paycheck is coming to an end God told me to tell you for those who believe in him and what he can do for you that this is the season where you gonna get everything back that the devil took from you I feel the Holy Ghost in here and God said watch this what I don't allow you to get back I just got it out your way so I can give you room for better is there anybody here that can get with me early in the message and say God is going to give me better than what I had he's going to give me more than what I had I need somebody to holler more it's coming my way And this is the part that blessed me this morning driving down the highway. He says, when I give it back, I'm not giving you part of it. I'm not going to give you half of it. I'm not giving you 75 of it. But I'm going to give you 100% of it. Is there anybody here that know you have cried enough tears to get everything back? I need you to look down your road and say, everybody get everything back. You getting your peace back. You getting your happiness back. You getting your smile back. You getting your joy back. You getting your praise back. You getting your we're somebody to everything back. Everything back. This is this is what our text is teaching us this morning. It is here in our text we come into contact without question one of the most iconic men of all the Bible, a man by the name of David. David will forever be known. As a great author, great musician, great king, and great praiser. But the area that I feel that David does not get as much credit or notoriety in is David was a great warrior. Uh, if you don't know it, David was a masterful warrior. It was David as a warrior who killed a bear and a lion with his bare hands. Mm, I come to tell somebody you got some anointing in your hands. 
I feel God in this room. I'm trying. But God just told me to tell somebody everything you touch is going to manifest. I feel a God in here. Everything you touch is going to get healed. Everything you touch is going to be blessed. Y'all sit there and look cute if you want to. But I need some folk that know God has anointed your hands. That if you touch your neighbor right now, they going to feel the anointing all over this place. I need you, if you will, just with those blessed hands and another and said God bless my hands as a matter of fact God told me to tell you take those same hands touch your pocketbook anoint your pocketbook anoint your wallet and watch it multiply when you get home anoint the kitchen sink anoint the bed the couch and the refrigerator and everything God wants for you All right, I got 34 minutes. Uh, 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 not only was his hands anointed, but David was able to kill the giant Goliath with a rock and a slingshot. Ah, oh, God. He was able to kill the giant with a rock and a slingshot. This mess with me, Ma Rosa, because... God told him to get five stones, but it only took one stone to kill the giant. I said, God, why would you tell him to get five when it only took one? He says, I told him to get five because I knew the one was going to kill him, but the other four was just overflow for his life. Y'all about to tear this church up. God told me to tell some of you he's giving you more than what you even asked or thought he would give you. You prayed for one thing, but he about to give you three or four things. You prayed for the children to be blessed, and he going to bless your cousin and your nephew. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody in here say he going to give me more. I'm just, I'm in my open. I'm in my open. He killed the giant. Then, watch this. He, what David showed me was this one lesson. And our God said all that just to say this. He taught us this. He says, he taught us, Pastor, we can be saved, but not soft. <laughs> he said, you can be anointed and not be a pushover. You can be a man or woman of God after God's own heart and not let folk run over you. Uh, Y'all don't hear me here. Uh, The problem with so many of us is we didn't got saved and folk think they can talk to us any kind of way. Folk think they can treat us any kind of way because they think we're going to turn the other cheek. They, they, okay, all right. They they think we're just going to turn it over. And let, but don't mess with me right now because I'll find a folding chair and go upside your... Because I know scripture, I don't know how to throw my hands. Don't don't play. And if you do swing on a brother and I turn my other cheek, you better be running because I may go get something out of the car that 
All right, y'all sit there with your Holy Ghost. Because the devil will run over who they allow run over. But if you stand up to that slew foot devil and say, under the name of Jesus, get under my feet, the devil got to flee from you. Is there anybody in here that got enough anointing in your life? You don't have to be ran over by the devil. So, so it was David was a great warrior. As a matter of fact, when we examine this text, we find that David and his men had just returned home from Ziklag from fighting a war. But when they returned home, the Bible says that the Amalekites had burned their land, taken their wives and their children. Now, at first glance, I said, how cowardly was it for the Amalekites to take David people and they was not there. But then God shared something with me. Don't blame the Amalekites for David and them not taking care of home. Pastor said it in my Bible. One thing I had to learn in ministry is before I get to your amen, I got to make sure my wife giving me an amen. Before I get all the accolades from the church folk and pat me on my back and telling me how good this is, I need to make sure my wife happy. Oh, okay, all right. See, so many of us, and, I, and I'm at an age now, I'm at a stage now that I got a lot of younger preachers that calling me and asking me for advice and all this kind of stuff. And the first thing I tell them before you hick a Messiah and give one scripture, make sure you take your wife out. Because while you out here preaching every revival you can, preaching every conference you had, then your wife's in there home like, if only they knew. Y'all sitting here, okay, y'all don't, okay, let me. But I, I, I want you to understand today, God says before I bless you outside, I want to bless you in your house. Is there anybody in here, you don't want to just be happy when you're not at home, but you want to be happy and at peace when you're at home. So, so the Amalekites was able to take over, take over the land because David them was not home protecting home. Mm. And, and the Bible says when they returned to Ziklag, found that land was burned up, the children was captured, the wives was captured, possessions was taken. The Bible says when David and the men saw that, this is what happened. They began to cry. But not only did they cry, they began to lose focus and point fingers and blame David. Saying things such as, if we would not have been with you, the enemy would not have taken our land, wouldn't take our children, wouldn't take our possessions. One thing I have learned is this, when life gets hard, when you as a pastor, uh, life gets hard, the first thing the devil tries to do is make you lose focus. The devil tries to make you think as though you have missed the voice of God. And that's the way the enemy is. When you've been praying for something for so long and it has not manifested. When you've been fasting for it and it has not manifested. Then the enemy makes you think you missed the voice of God. But I came to tell somebody before you can have a testimony you got to go through a test. 
Oh, I wish I had a church in here. Before you can give God praise for being on the mountain, you got to learn how to praise him while you're in the valley. And I came to preach to about 25 to 30 of y'all that everything ain't perfect in your life, but I got some news for you. You can still praise God while you're going through. Why can you praise God when you're going through? Because God is a God that's not just with you on the mountain, but he's with you in the valley. He's with you whenever I wish I had a real church. Is there anybody in this sanctuary that know you got a God that'll never leave you nor forsake you, but he'll be right by your side? I know, I know I'm in the middle of the message, but God told me to tell somebody here, just praise me for being God in your life. Y'all missing it. Praise him for being God in your life. Watch this. Praise him for allowing you to have some trouble in your life. Praise him for allowing you to have some crying days in your life. Why? Why? Because that shows God can trust you. God, help me in here. If you couldn't handle it, God wouldn't allow you to go through it. But because he knows you can handle it, he'll let the devil come your way and try you on every hand because at the end of the day, you're still going to testify after all I've been through. The Lord's been good to me. After all the stuff I struggle with, God still brought me out on top. Do I got about 25 people that can praise God for letting you go through it? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing it? Okay, God, I'm going to do it. God told me to tell you, grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, while you're going through it, I'm going to help you praise God for it. I wish I had a church. I wonder if you really mean it. I want you to praise God with your neighbor because God said, I'm going to bring them out. I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to set them free. Yes. When you come out, I'm coming out. When you get set free, I'm being set free. Let everything, let everything that have will. Whoa. I got 24 minutes, y'all. But God said, take about 30. God said, take 45 seconds of it and give me the best praise you have in this. Everybody pointing fingers. Everybody blaming me. Everybody is discrediting me. Everybody is putting me down. He said, look at David. When they pointed their fingers at him, 
what did he do he encouraged himself sometimes you can't wait for encouragement from nobody else but you gotta learn how to encourage yourself I wonder if I got 20 people in here that can say I know how to encourage myself and I encourage myself through praying I encourage myself through worship himself in the Lord one thing that I've taught my people at the church is quit waiting for folk to take you on vacation take your own self on vacation quit waiting for somebody else to pat you on the back pat yourself on the back because some of you know for yourself that if man had his way, you wouldn't have nothing. But because you know how to motivate yourself, you make, I feel God in here. And God told me to tell you, some of you are about to walk into a season. Y'all do me a favor, get up out your seat and just start walking all over this sanctuary. And while you're walking, imagine yourself walking into a new season. Imagine yourself walking into a new house. Imagine yourself walking into your own business. Imagine yourself writing your own book. Imagine yourself sound old school but don't forget the power of prayer one thing that saddens my spirit is when you got a church full on Sunday morning for Sunday morning worship 
but it's only two or three in prayer meeting and Bible study. Because I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a time in your life you ain't going to have no great minstrels that you have. There's going to come a time where these lights are not going to be on this microphone. It's not going to be on. Pastor can't be found. First lady can't be found. And you got to know how to pray for yourself. I know we get happy. Somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me. But there's going to come a time where you got to pray for yourself. And David prayed to God and said, should I pursue or should I not? I come to tell about 25 of y'all, there's a season where it's a time to pursue, but then there's a season to keep your hands off of it. Too many times we mess up because we keep dibbling and dabbling in it. And it's getting worse instead of better. But God tells David, pursue. David, watch this, David by himself goes into the enemy's camp. And the Bible records he recovers everything. Watch this. We have jumped. We have shouted. We have given God praise. But the truth of the matter is some of us are still going through struggle. One of the sermons that I thought I was going to be preaching today dealt with the fact that some of us are tired and frustrated. But we have learned how to put a mask on that thing. How many of us know, a lot of us know how to do church? At the drop of a beat, we can dance with the best of them. We know scripture, but we tired and frustrated. We know all the biblical terms there is to know, but we're tired and frustrated. But I hear the Holy Ghost in Faith's church today saying in the midst of your tiredness, in the midst of your frustration, God is about to relight your fire. Can I tell you, some of you are about to be the modern day Jeremiah. You want to quit, but that fire... It's burning on the inside and it won't let you quit. I'm closing with this. David gets everything back. I promise you this is my last close. I promise you. David gets everything back without the help of others. The reason some of you ought to be praising God in this sanctuary is by the time 2023 leaves, God's going to give you the strength to get everything back without having to ask nobody for nothing. God said, I have set this year up for you. 
to become the conqueror. Yeah, I've set this year up for you to be victorious. I have set this year up for you to get the victory. Do I have any victorious winners in this room? If I do, stand on your feet. Give God your best worship all over the building.